SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. on SAFM. All right, thanks for those WhatsApp voice notes. We'll continue the conversation here this hour. We'll pick up on the complaints that we've received from parents about contributions that they're being asked to pay at no-fee schools in particular. And, of course, many um, schools have been uh, facing issues, including the withholding of school reports at no-fee paying schools uh, from parents until they've either taken out these contributions. Um, Often they're told you cannot access the report until you've paid these monies. And um, even though they're not couched as school fees, um, they're different activities that schools will come up with as a way of fundraising, I have that in inverted commas, or of collecting funds from parents. So what is the legality of all of this? When should parents um, raise concerns about the contributions to schools, especially where they have a commitment that these are no-fee schools. James Nglebe is the Chief Director, Planning and Monitoring Support in the Department of Basic Education. He joins me now. James, good morning. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Good morning, Tessie, and thank you for the invite. Let me try that again. Matakanyi Matakanya is the National Association of School Governing Bodies Head. He's with us now. Uh, Good morning and thank you so much for your time, sir. Compliments, Kathy, and uh, uh, the listeners as well as Dabdeh and Dabdeh Before we get into our conversation, I want to play some of the comments and concerns that we received from parents in the last week on this issue of monies they expected to pay at no-fee schools. I wish maybe one day you can call Njimusera to come and explain to us that issue of schools. Because uh, under pre-education category, but truly speaking, it's not free. But there are security about 200 to 250. But there are stationary. Government It's not free at all. School fees are everything. There's a lot of looting that is happening there. The scenario is looted there. The food is looted there for, 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 for the feeding schemes. We've seen that. So that's why now schools will have now a shortage. So now people have to contribute for, for, for such things. We've seen people looting groceries, especially, even including the, 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 the government bodies that are calling principals and other people. 
stealing those, those things at school. I did not get my child's report card. That is in high school because I lost a receipt. The other two did not get their reports because Abonga gave typed papers to a teacher that is no longer working at the school. did not go to the teachers because I knew they will turn me away because of a textbook. I told my child to meet with other learners that she was sharing the textbook with so that she can get the report. She will not get her report and that means she won't be able to go back to school. All right, so you heard the concern, The concerns there about parents. They range from taking money to pay for security, to pay for gas, to cook for food, to reports, to textbooks, uh, to lack of stationery. Uh, James, as an official of the Department of Education, your response to the fact that these are issues that parents are facing in schools where these schools have been designed and exist simply to meet the need that exists in society, that those that are vulnerable and marginalized can still access education without necessarily having to pay. Uh, thank you, Kathy. Yes, it's true. Uh, this school exists for, for that reason, that the state needs to find public schooling on an equitable basis. The department sets up norms and standards for funding of all public schools in the country. And the way they do it, uh, like I indicated, is on an equitable basis. And annually, the state then will inform schools and provide information on what is available and, and what funding is available to them so that they can prepare for their annual budget for their next financial year. And when you look at the South African Schools Act, the emphasis is that if it's a public school, it means it's a community-run type of an institution. And then the South African Schools Act will then give responsibility to the LGD to take all reasonable measures within their means to supplement the resources that uh, are supplied by the state, because no state can cover every legal need that an institution would have, then the SDB has that responsibility to supplement whatever is there. The SDB then prepare this budget after they have realized how much they have been given and what is covered in there. Then they'll call a general parents meeting and present this budget and indicate to the parent exactly what needs to happen. And it is the parent of the schooling community that will vote on the budget. So if it's a no-fee school, basic issues like textbooks and stationery and food and gas to, to provide for the children are covered under those. But there will be certain things that the school would like to have which are not covered because money might come in a ring fence for particular issues. Now, it is these things that the SDD must work with the community to look at what has been covered by the state and what has been left out so that the community can take a decision. The same story happens even in C-Paying School where the school fees amount is decided by the community and not by, 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 by the school principal or the SDB per se, is the parent who votes how much the school fees is going to be. So if it is a no-fee school, 
and they realize that they are unable to have security in the school, and they then have to call the, the, the community, the parents, and the parents will have to take a decision. If the decision is that we would like to have every family contributing 150 rents per annum, as an example, and those decisions are taken in those meetings, run by the SDB and not the parents, then that decision then becomes a decision of a school to charge that amount. It's not because it's an amount of a school fees, but it's a need which could have, couldn't be covered by anybody, not the state or anybody, but it has to come to the parents. I think the mistake that we do as a no-fee-paying school mm. is that parents think that everything becomes free. The government has to pay even for a simple thing that, 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 that is in there, and the parents have no obligation and no responsibility for whatever, which is not correct. Parents still have the responsibility through their SDBs to supplement whatever the school is unable to meet as a requirement to keep the schools going. Mm. I need to indicate one other biggest challenge again. Most of the schools where you get these challenges where schools are asking for money, these are what we normally call small and non-viable schools. Remember the department will give funding to schools depending on the number of learners in the school. There are schools that have very few learners that whatever amount they receive, it's immaterial and it does not make a difference. And therefore, those schools are unable to survive. And hence, they will always go to the parents and ask the parents to supplement. But I need to indicate that schools go through dirty ways of, of uh, accessing this money. Like the reports are saying, schools withhold reports from learners and learners are not able to get reports. Uh, let's put it clear, it is illegal, it is wrong. And it, should, it shouldn't happen because a report is a, a, a piece of paper that goes to a learner to indicate his performance. It has nothing to do with the agreement between the school and the parent. So payments and school fees and any other thing are contracts that are signed between parents and school. Then you need to leave the learner alone. Schools need to release reports irrespective of how much they are owed by the parents and find legal ways of dealing with parents but not uh, uh, affect uh, children in there because the report belongs to the children. I thought, let, let, let me put that as an introduction, case. Thank you very much. So, 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 James, from the perspective of the department, how do you monitor the agreements or um, the expectations that school governing bodies have of parents to ensure that these are within reason. Um, and, and again, um, you know, specifically for your, your no-fee schools. When you elect a governing body as a community and you put it there, this governing body then will understand the laws of the department, especially the South African Schools Act, and they'll be working according to those laws. Thankfully, you, you have met them at yet to, to support this statement. So it is the governing body that must lead in these issues, working with the parents and, and guide the parents. Should the parents realize that the SDB is short-specking and it, 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 it's not meeting their needs or it's operating illegally, 
Every school is then given a circuit manager, you call them circuit offices, or to use the oil term, these will be inspectors. And these are people that have direct link between the school and the Department of Education, that anything that doesn't go according to expectations and the law, then they get reported in there. These things can be reported from that level until to the highest level, up to the minister level. And definitely when we get these reports, we are obliged to go and, and look at them and deal with them. Mm-hmm. But, but the problem that we're dealing with here is the illegality, which parents we are saying now, it's illegal for any school to withhold your report. And it's happening every time. And we say to parents, should you experience that type of a problem, call any office of the department, even the national office. And we're saying within a few hours, that report will have been released. But the more we, we make parents aware and they can stand for their rights, the better. Let me bring in Matakanye, who is the General Secretary of the National Association of a School Governing Body. Mr. Matakanye, from the perspective of school governing bodies, are these issues easier to deal with, let's say, in your formal model C schools and your private schools than they are in no-fee paying schools? And that is really the kind of responsibility and burden that you can put on parents for what they should be contributing towards uh, when it comes to the school's finances. Thank you once more, Uh, National Association of School Government Body moves from the constitution of the country, uh, section 29, that says children have got right to basic education. Now, now, now we have to underline that. They have got right to basic education. And when we come to South African Schools Act, that will say, Section 5, we should not admit children and discriminate. Then Section 12 of South African schools then talks about the, then talks about the energy uh, from the money that is appropriated by the, the, the legislature, then fund schools. Then uh, you have section 39. And section 39, yes, it talks about school fees at public. But it says, subject to this act, school fees may be determined and charged at a public school only. It says only if a resolution to do so has been adopted by a majority of parents attending the meeting referred to in section 38. Now, the majority of parents must agree that uh, we are going to pay school fees. However, does not mean that all the majority, they have got money in the school. Now, the law says, if we have such parents who do not have money to pay the, the agreed amount in school, they must be given exemption. Exemption could be total 
exemption could be partial or exemption could be conditional. Okay. And Mate, that's what the law says. Mate, now, you, I'm going to, I'm, just hang on. I'm going to ask you to pause it there. I'm going to give you an opportunity to finish um, your comment in a moment. It's 10.30. It's time for me to take the latest news headlines. Apologies for that interruption, but you will have a chance uh, to finish your statement. Kathy Motlatana on SAFM. All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. We're focusing on the no-fee paying schools and just some of the expectations that are being set uh, by some schools for contributions from parents uh, to really help fulfill certain budget items that, uh, uh, that that are in the school's budget. We've already heard from James Ndlebe, who is the chief director in the Department of Basic Education. Matakanye Matakanya is the general secretary of the National Association of Governing Bodies. So, Mr. Matakanya, you are still running us through the requirements that a school's governing body needs to fulfill um, before they can actually implement any kind of action that they expect um, that they expect parents to respond to. Thank you very much once again, Kathy. Yes, and I just finished that uh, it must be a resolution to do so has been adopted by the majority of parents attending the meeting referred to in section 382. Now, and I said, you know that majority could say, yes, we are going to pay school fees, but there will be those who do not have money, as much as uh, the majority are saying we are going to pay that money. But now, the law also allows that the school governing body must totally exempt or partially exempt or conditionally exempt those, those terms. Now, here is the challenge, Kathy, to the school governing body. And uh, they, uh, they were notes. I want to talk to you. There are some principals in this country who have taken away the role and responsibility of governing body. Even some teachers in this country. They have taken away the roles and responsibility of, of school governing body. Officials of the department, district directors, circuit managers, some of them, some of them, they don't know. knows. I always invite him, where they will quickly tell the, the HOD to disband uh, the school governing body when these parents object to that when this school governing body objects to that, and they will be quickly uh, disbanded so that uh, those people who are imposing uh, these things on the parents, then they must go through. So this is the challenge that we have. And maybe we also, um, and myself, I don't know who to talk to because I always talk to, how do we capacitate the school governing body to do their work? And the eight also has it's been influenced to disband the school band to disband the school band because they did not they failed to have done their work now it is true that when these parents are complaining you will find that now it has never been discussed in the school on on uh, as it's stated on section 38 that uh, the 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 annual budget of public schools the annual budget of this all parents must be called 
and the governing body must tell them, then yes, the department has given this amount of money, but we still run short of this amount, and what must we do? Then parents must agree in that meeting to say, no, we can augment, and, and, and all those things. Because the truth of the matter is that this school governing board must be taken through, the parents must be taken through, because schools are categorized, quintile one, quintile two, quintile three, and they are referred, all of those schools, they are referred as no-fee schools. No-fee schools. And this is the understanding of our people. And even, I mean, I mean, the, the government is giving these children food so, in schools. Yeah, Why should yeah. there be food that, that is paid when the government is giving the school the money to buy mm. food for the children? You see that? And, and also, to buy some of these things, the so-called... Uh, uh, the tripods and all those things. Well, the, the government has given the school money. Uh, Mr. Matakanye, where do we draw the line between what it is that the government makes provision for and where it is that parents can step in? And I know that James, of course, okay. from the department can be able to speak to the specifics. But the reason I'm but putting reason this I'm question putting to, this you to you is because you, of course, bring the perspective, course, bring the perspective of what is, of what is actually, actually happening, happening in, 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 in schools. In yes. The line is that, look, uh, schools, as I said, they are categorized. The, the 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 no fee schools and the fee paying schools. The four schools are 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 are, are four and five. Those are fee paying schools. But the law says the majority of parents must agree. You know, but I'm saying also when the majority of parents are agree, do not lose the fact that now there would be parents with feeling the majority that are unable to pay. Particularly, uh, if you remember, Casey, uh, the advent of, of, of COVID, then lots of parents lost their jobs. So they depend on the state. Some of these uh, children who are attending schools in the former Model C school, they came back to the ordinary public schools and, and all those things. But now, we, we do, that's where we draw the line and say, yes, of course, if the parents agree to pay the school fees. Uh, it must be the majority. However, know that there will be those parents who are unable to pay. Then give them total, give them partial exemption. That is the role that must be played by the school government to give these parents uh, the exemption. But the role of the school government is taken away. And those parents will come back and say, no, uh, we are not being given exemption and all those things. And, and, and then are, some of them are being taken to court and all those wives, school government is in the school to supposed to take the, protect the interests of the parents. They don't interest. But all now, right. you can't blame the school government, but you must blame people who are behind the power of the school government. Mm. James, where do we draw the line? And, and I hear the case that you made earlier for individual fundraising initiatives that schools may want to um, be part of. And I think that's just part of, of school culture the world over. But for parents to then be told that you are contributing towards the gas so that we can cook for your children, um, towards security costs, 
Why are those line items not covered by the Education Department? I've indicated from the beginning that no government in the world will be able to cover for all expenses that the institution may incur. When we talk of no fee schools, we're talking here of the basics. And, And the basics will be the provision of nutrition, and that will go together with the guests or whatever, because it's part and parcel of the number of children the department has calculated for that correctly. The NOFI school, the money that goes in there, will not cover additional staffing. Because even the staff is provided in terms of the number of children. The more children you have, the more you have more teachers, the more you have departmental heads, others will have extra deputy principals and all that. And even the number of general workers will be included there. So general worker, is security falls under general workers as well. But the smaller the school it is, it will not be able to, to, to have those things provided for. Just to emphasize what Mr. Matakani has indicated here, it is compulsory for every school around September, October, to call a general meeting and present what is available and what they will not be able to cover. And then ask the parents to vote on the issues that need to be done. If gas is a problem, you don't have sufficient gas to cover the whole year, these are the issues that they give to the parents, and the parents will then agree that we will supplement or we're not supplementing this one. If the school is vandalized on a daily basis because there's no security, it is the SDP that will call the community and the parents and say, this is a problem. We can find a person if we're going to pay this person X amount of money. It is a decision taken by the majority of the parents in that meeting to decide that this is the route that we want to go. Mr. Matakanyi brought a very important issue here. Even with eating school, school fees is paid by parents who are liable. The word liable, I'm using it to indicate those that can afford and those that can have additional funds to cover them. It then becomes the responsibility of a parent who is unable to meet those demands that are taken by the general parents to come forward and apply for what you call a school a, a school fees exemption. So if you don't have an income at all, there are laws, there are formulas that the school can use to calculate that we wanted 150, but you realize you can only pay mm. the rent. But, but, but James, is, 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 is it not just beyond the issue of income? It's that with the current, with the demographic that these schools are targeting, um, even the income that parents are earning there is, is quite a lot. So if, if you have three kids in schools and your school is asking for, um, you know, a contribution of, of 400 rand for security, um, that's 1,200 rand, which can be a, a, a sizable amount of money, especially looking at the households that would be covered, you know, that, that would qualify um, to, to send their children to, uh, to, to no-fee schools? My, my experience, especially with those schools in the rural areas, you, you are aware that most of the buildings in the Eastern Cape are 
are abused by parents themselves, they normally charge families and not children. So in this instance, if they say we 150 pay for, for, for security reasons, it will always be paternity and not per. And, and I'm aware... There well, well in, in, in Skukune, it's not per, per family, it's per learner. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what our listeners have told us. Let's go back to the principle, Casey. Who decides on the one piece? It's not me and you, and it's not the school. The SVP must facilitate that discussion and they come up with that one thing. And when they come up with that 150 and the majority agree, there are built-in mechanisms that says, what about those that can afford? And these are the people that have a responsibility to come forward and indicate their financial status. The law expects that to happen. But to, 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 given, but to the extent that these processes, including by the SGB, have in some instances been, been hijacked and being rendered um, ineffective through the examples that uh, Matakanye has explained, what then becomes the intervention of, of the education department? Okay, I, I don't want to get into a state where we say as a nation we are powerless. I don't want to get into a situation where communities and parents say there is no record. The school wants 150 and that is it's finished. I've indicated that there is a Department of Education that must uh, apply these laws. So if you contact any of the offices of the department and say, can you look into the way in which this 150 came about? Can you look at the issue in which there? enforcing the payment of 150, and I think it's illegal. And I'm sure you will get a recourse and there'll be people that are going to do this. So I don't want us to say there is a law, and if schools are not adhering to the law, and it's being hijacked by whoever, and then me as a parent, it means I have nowhere to go. The fact that a parent picked up a phone and called you is that they understood that there could be something going wrong in there. And that's how things are done. If we sit in the offices and nobody tells us that the process is hijacked, the SGB is being ineffective and all that type of thing, then we'll not be able to intervene, but we'll intervene according to the law. And okay. Let me go to Sekhatli. Sekhatli, you're out in Mangueng. Good morning. Uh, Kathy, good morning. And how are you? Well, thank you, Sekhatli. Go for it. All right. Uh, and then uh, to gentlemen, uh, good morning as well. To you too. Kathy, uh, I, I, I picked up uh, the problem, and it's a long time when we've been like uh, uh, trying to address that in our schools. Um, unfortunately, we were not listened. Uh, you, there is no way. Who, who, who actually question is who can be and who cannot be an STB member or or in, or in that forum. Okay, any parent who has a child in that particular school can be elected. But here is the question. They just vote for the people because they just want the people to form that. They do not test the abilities from those parents. And also I would like to make an appeal uh, to Mataganya Mataganya to have this uh, thing of like launching to approve that a particular um, elected 
um, those SDB because we end up having the people who cannot familiarize themselves with uh, the, the legislation governing uh, the schools from the Department of Education. They know they only just know how to ride the bus when the, the parents are going. I mean, the, the learners are going uh, to have a trip to Cape Town. That's the only thing that they know. And 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 very often they become um, no longer they are no longer advocating for the parents. They become. Uh, the assistant teacher somehow they they just follow everything because they do not know what must happen and what must not happen and in the issue of uh, this um uh, money uh, which we are forcing even the poor of the poorest to pay it's unfair in our other schools what we did was just let us ask uh, any, uh, uh, the volunteers, and we will go out. I was also um, a part of STD. We'll also even go out to, to touch, to, to reach with the, the business companies around ourselves and also the people who want to just to volunteer to assist the schools. And they were doing that, and we, we were paying the securities. We we're paying also in the cleaners um, within the school. So then... This is exactly where the problem is. People who are elected there are just elected because the number must just be there. That's my problem. Okay, all right. A very valid point from Sakhatli. Pule, you're in Matlosana. Good morning. Yes, Katie. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Pule. Go for it. Yes, Katie. Look, I'm a member of the school governing body and in Matlosana, in one of the schools, I won't mention it. I'm holding the position of treasurer, the portfolio as a treasurer. And our school is a pay-free school. Maybe we need to educate or pass information through media like this one to community. I'm at school now as we speak. We have influx of parents that are at school. They need admission by fire, by force. And these parents, when we interview and engage them, they, some of them are not working. And our school is a pay-free school. Now, we are saying to them, there are schools that government has made that education is free. You go to those schools, but they are forcing it. They say, no, we want to be at the school. We wanted this school. So, but you cannot afford to pay a school fees if, if you are around here or I have your number and send you pictures, parents are fighting, they need an admission. And there's a problem with our, I don't know, our black community, where they come on the last minute to seek accommodation for a child, where we need to start with teaching and learning, but we are dealing with admission. And we issued notice around March, around March, and there's a number of learners that you have to take. You know, we, the school is not open for everybody. There's a number that you have to take. Uh, our school is a former modern school. The class are very small. We can only take, look, before the school was accommodating around 600 learners. But now we have pushed up to 970. So if anything happened, there can be a stampede at school. But we have a problem with parents who cannot afford to pay the school fees. And we are saying they are not uh, a school. So All you right. can go to those schools and mm. they'll admit you. 
And yeah. we refer them even to the second office in the Department of Education, that your right has a right, your child has, has a right to education, but here we cannot admit, but they are forcing matters. All right. So I think mm-hmm. it's, it's important that this platform that you are into, Siskefi, educate community as well. Look, so that I, I they, must know the, they must have the information. Mm-hmm. I, I think the reality is that there is a negative perception around no-fee schools, but you know, there's a perception that they perform poorer than uh, perhaps other types of schools, which I don't think is necessarily true. I want to take some of the voice notes that have also come through on this issue. Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Good morning, Kathy. It is very, very true. Schools in rural areas, the schools which are classified as quintal one, their budget, Kathy, their money ends up in the pockets of principal and chairperson of the SGPs. The SGPs are no longer acting in the best interest of the parents because they are looting the money with the principal. That is where uh, the parents now must pay fees that are not uh, allowed to be paid by the parents. So this thank you. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning to your guests as well. This thing of, of, of holding reports is everywhere. And to me, it shows the big gap between parents and the teachers. Because obviously there's an agreement or they agreed on something or maybe the parents don't attend meetings because always there's an obvious there's an agreement they agreed on something but now come end of the year there's a problem of holding uh, reports and all that and and and, and the, the parents has to contribute because school can run on on, on autopilot they have to contribute and attend meetings. Thank you. Good morning, Casey. Casey, I would like to know, in a no-fee school, when children miss their test books, which are supposed to be kept for other children that will be coming over, when they get missing, Whose responsibility to replace them? Because I think if we let people just take books and go and throw them away because they don't need them and other kids who are coming, they need those books. Whose responsibility is that? We cannot be pumping money uh, to people who do not take care of what they are being given for free. Now, if somebody throws a book away or the book gets missing, somebody must pay for that book. Thank you. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. All right, thanks for all of those WhatsApp voice notes and contributions. I think the issue of lost textbook is a clear one, right? If you lose uh, a textbook you've been given, then you have to pay for it. I'm talking now about some of the costs that um, uh, parents are complaining about and they don't understand why it is there is this expectation and pressure to pay costs. Some of the messages that are coming through are reiterating the point that uh, parents are being charged for things like stationery and, and tech 
textbook. There are even fundraising initiatives every week where children are expected to pay certain amounts. This is from Anonymous in Bloemfontein. And she says that this fundraising is wrong as um, this money is demanded and it affects children uh, of families who don't have such amounts. So I guess then my last question to you, James, as we prepare to wrap up is what should parents do? What is the recourse that parents have? I know you say that, um, you know, often these are decisions of the collective. But if I feel that I've not been part of that decision, I cannot afford to pay, but I'm still being put under pressure. What must I do? Uh, thank you, Tete. It's very important for parents to participate in this meeting. We've got serious problems of parents not really participating in any schooling activity. That is the first step. That's where you're going to fight your battles of how much to pay, what to pay for, and, and not agreeing on certain things that are in there. But if a decision has been taken, and you then realize that the decision taken was not uh, in accordance with any of the legislation that the department has provided, the recourse is there is always the closest departmental office wherever you are. And most of the departmental offices have call free numbers. And it doesn't matter which office you contact, even the office of the president is open to receiving these things, we will get them. Okay. But parents should not stay behind themselves. Uh, fold their arms and not complain if issues are not going accordingly. All right. But, uh, yeah, that, 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 that's our advice. Get in touch with the department. Matakanya, is it that easy? James says you, you can even go to the president. And I don't know. Can you? Can can parents go to the president? <laughs> uh, it is not really easy. It is not easy for the parents. You see, this discussion... Uh, Kathy, if you, if you had the power, we would maybe have a fortnightly or a monthly so that we educate parents. You see, the contract of the child attending school is between the parent and the school. It, it has never been between the child and the school. That's why people who have gone to school they come to an extent of withholding the, the report card. It's illegal. It's unlawful. You cannot do that. You have to take the parent to task and give the child the report. That's it. And secondly, is that you see every parent wants his or her child to attend school. And whatever happens in the school, then the parent is at the mercy of the school. You know, right. the mess of the school. So that's now the problem that we have. And we are saying, Kathy, we really have to educate, 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 educate parents and educate the governing body, the role that they must play. Somebody told that it is not in the interest of the school if then the governing body does not protect. The, right. the, the, yes. Matakanye, we'll have to leave it there for this morning. Let me thank you both uh, for your contributions to this conversation. And we will try and have such conversations a lot more often.